the Masters Show, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes-Benz is honored to be the global partner of the 2021 Masters. Sirius XM and Augusta National present the Masters Show. And he puts out for a 68. Ben's best round of the four-day tournament. Hogan wins his first Masters. There's your champion, Fuzzy Zeller, 1979 Masters champion. There it is, as grand as it gets. Tiger has his slam. Masters history, conversations with past champions, previewing this year's tournament and celebrating the unique traditions of the Masters. Bernard, when we put this jacket on you, you become a member of Augusta National Golf Club. You're invited to play in this tournament for the rest of your life. Okay. Very proud of that. The Masters Show with your host, Taylor Zarzer, begins right now on Sirius XM. Back through and missed it on the left. That hurts a little bit, but it's not going to hurt for long. Hideki Matsuyama walks around and taps it in. It's a bogey, and he's going to win the Masters. So Hideki-san, Ichiban. Ichiban here at the Masters Championship. He's got to put a green jacket on his back, and it's just great to see him embracing his caddy. A second trip to the Butler cabin for Hideki Matsuyama, this time as the champion. Brian Katrick with the call there. I'm Taylor Zarzer in Augusta, Georgia, putting a bow on the 2021 Masters. What a moment for Japan. This is a big deal all over the world that Hideki Matsuyama has won the Masters, and it's especially big in that country where so many women have won major championships and become the top-ranked players in the world. Yet there is a unbelievable passion for a man playing this game and playing it at the highest level and hoping that he would one day win a major championship, thinking Iseo Aoki is going to be that guy or Tommy Nakajima or Jumbo Ozaki and in most recent years, Shingo Katayama. The hope for so many years, even since he was a teenager, was Ryo Ishikawa. But it's Hideki Matsuyama, who had not won a golf tournament in four years. This guy in 2017 was ranked second in the world after he won in Akron, Ohio. And he came to Quail Hollow in Charlotte for the PGA Championship. And all of us thought, this is his week. This guy's the best player in the world right now. He's going to win this event. And he made several bogeys in a row, and he slipped down the leaderboard when he had a chance to win. Justin Thomas took control and won it. And Matsuyama hadn't won a golf tournament since. We've made such a big deal about Jordan Spieth not winning a tournament from 2017's Open Championship until last week's Texas Open. Well, Matsuyama's drought was almost as long as Spieth's, yet it ends at Augusta National Golf Club with the statement victory of his career and the statement victory ever in Japan. This is amazing. You, all of you should read the phenomenal author and writer Wright Thompson's story, his column from that victory on Sunday. It's on ESPN.com. I have to tell you, being on the 18th green yesterday was such an honor to be sitting next to Greg Norman and 
watching the Masters unfold. It was a spectacular spring day. It was 70 degrees. There weren't many clouds in the sky. It was beautiful. It was just so stunning at Augusta National. And, of course, we woke up on Sunday and we thought, we are going to have some fireworks. Nothing against Matsuyama, but somebody's going to make a move, and we are going to have some fireworks today. Well, John Rahm made a move, and Matsuyama made a move in the wrong direction while Zalatoris made a few couple of early birdies. And you thought, all right, the back nine is going to be filled with so much drama. Instead, Hideki had a six-shot lead when he teed it up on the par 3 12th. And he started giving a few back. And all of a sudden, Xander Shoffley was within two as he went to the 16th tee. And, of course, Shoffley misclubbed, misjudged the wind, hit it in the water, and it was basically game over. Zala Torres' performance in his first ever Masters is one none of us will ever forget. At 24 years old, all of a sudden, he went from everyone saying, who is this guy on Thursday, to everyone pulling for him in the United States on Sunday. Came close, finishing second. Jordan Spieth with another strong finish. Rom had a terrific Sunday to get into the top five. So there were some good stories, but we didn't have the typical amount of juice drama that you get in a master Sunday. But what we did have was beautiful weather, patrons back on the golf course, and we we had an historical story in Japan. It was moving to be twenty yards away from Shota Hayafuji. He is Hideki Matsuyama's caddy. And to witness what he did after his man, Matsuyama, won the Masters. He came back, he took the flag off of the stick on the 18th green. And after he put the stick back in the hole, he looked out at the course and he bowed. And it was moving. It was just powerful to see Japanese people that had never won a major championship on the men's side achieve that and pay such respect to the place like they did yesterday. Amazing day. Let's hear from Hideki Matsuyama after the victory. Let's start by listening to what Hideki had to say about his low expectations coming into the week, but finding something in his game on Wednesday. Now you're going to listen to Hideki's translator, the great Bob Turner. It's been a struggle uh, recently. Um, You know, this year, no top tens, haven't even contended. Um, so I came to Augusta with with uh, uh, little or, or, or no expectations. But as the week progressed, as I practiced, um, especially on Wednesday, I've, I felt something again. I found something in my swing. And when that happens, then the confidence returns. And so I started the tournament with with a lot of confidence um, and as far as the, the best shot, probably the best shot is um, the last tee shot at 18 today, hitting the fairway. I knew I, I had to do that. It was his tournament once he did. Did make bogey there in the last, but knew if he found the fairway, he was going to put on a green jacket 
And what Bob was saying about Hideki's emotions and thoughts there was interesting. And Greg Norman made a point to go to the range about an hour before we came on the air at 2 Eastern time each day. He wanted to go watch the leaders warm up. Some of us aren't able to see any flaws in a golfer's swing. It, maybe if you play enough golf and you become a pretty good amateur player, you're, you can see some sort of flaw technically. I was fascinated by what Greg can see. Greg can see tension or lack thereof in a swing. And he came back on Sunday and he said, Matsuyama is going to win. He is loose. There is no tension. And he noticed a few others that did have it, like Justin Rose, who didn't play well yesterday and lost a couple of shots to par. Now, Matsuyama didn't have his best, but he was loose, and he was playing great golf again, something that we had come to expect up until four years ago. So what were Hideki's emotions like after that final putt dropped? When the final putt went in, um, I really wasn't thinking of anything. Um, but then hugging Xander. But then when I saw my caddy, Shota, and hugged him, um, I was happy for him because this is his first victory on the bag. And, um, and then it started sinking in, the joy of uh, being a, a Masters champion. Boy, did it. And he had tears in his eyes as he went off that 18th green and was so proud of what he achieved and started to, I think, understand the enormity of it all. In fact, this is the question you have to ask Hideki. You'll hear me ask it in a minute. Jim Nance asked it in Butler Cabman, and it was asked in the press conference too. What return to Japan is going to be like? I can't imagine what it's going to be like. Um, but what a thrill and honor it will be for me to take the green jacket back to Japan. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it. And again, that Wright Thompson story, you can hear the emotion in Bob's voice. He has been an interpreter to Japanese players here in the United States for 40-plus years. And he's made, he is so beloved out there, self-included. He's just the kindest person. And I think a lot of us were happy for him that he gets to share this moment with Hideki. But you think of the power of that moment and what it will be like Given that this country, after World War II, after the United States left Japan in World War II and stopped basically overseeing golf courses and other places all over the country, Japan slowly fell in love with golf. A few players in the 50s uh, played Sam Snead in, uh, in a match over in Japan, and a few years later they were invited to play in the Masters. And for years and years and years, you've had these Japanese players come over and play, and they've contended. And Billy Payne, who was the chairman of the club uh, over a decade ago, decided he wanted to start an Asia-Pacific amateur event over there. And Hideki Matsuyama won the first two. And 12 years later, here we are, and Matsuyama wins the Masters. It's incredible the connection that golf can make all over the world. So after Matsuyama finished that press conference, he came outside. Jeremy Davis, who's just the best in the world at producing every event, including this interview you're about to hear, he and I were outside and we were joined by Bob Turner and Hideki Matsuyama. 
Hideki yes. winning the Masters in Japan, what does that mean to you and to your country? So, this is a very important thing. I think it's 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 a very important thing. A major、uh, on the male side. Hopefully, that will open up the floodgates and many、uh, young Japanese players will、uh, follow me and, and become major champions them, themselves. How were your emotions out there today? So nervous. Really nervous, but now that I've won.、Um, Those nervous feelings have long gone away, and now it's just pure joy. Most importantly and finally, will you be serving sushi at the Champions Dinner next year? I need the Champions Dinner. Menu is sushi. It's a must. I'm going to be able to do it. But I'm going to be able to do it. Definitely, sushi will be on the menu, but I've got a year to think about it, and we'll have some surprises. Bob, many congratulations to you as well. Thank you for your help. And Hideki, congratulations. Thank you. That'll be one of the most popular meals probably ever consumed at Augusta National Golf Club when you get some authentic Japanese sushi、uh, served with a、uh, uh, man. That, I, can't, I can't tell you how much I would love to be involved in that.、Um, I love Japanese food, and、uh, that's going to be a great night for Hideki Matsuyama almost a year from now. And as you could hear in that interview, Hideki can understand a lot of English and he can speak some too. And it, it's great to have Bob, though, there with him and, and to help with the communication. Appreciate both of them very much. What a week it was at Augusta National Golf Club, culminating with Matsuyama's victory. Now, there were some other storylines that we'd like to get to, including. The 24 year old rookie, Will Zalatoris, finishing second. We'll talk about him, those that qualified for next year's Masters, and what the entire week was like in just a moment on SiriusXM. Whether you're on or off the course, greatness takes more than skill, it takes dedication. That's why, as an international partner of the Masters, UPS is dedicated to driving innovation that powers your business. Growing your business means adapting to stay ahead. So, UPS has tools beyond just shipping that meet the specific and ever changing needs of business owners. If you're looking to take your business global, do it with help from UPS experts and international services made for business of all sizes. With UPS automated tracking tools, you can stay in control and save time by seeing everything all in one place. Plus, with faster ground shipping now offered nationwide, you can surpass customer expectations and outpace the competition. And if you've taken your business online, you can find UPS wherever you sell. Count on UPS to help your business grow so you can be bold, be brave, be unstoppable. We appreciate the partnership of UPS with Masters Radio and here on the Masters Show. Now back to the Masters Show on Sirius XM. And now here it is, the Matador. Two years in a tail, Sammy Ballesteros. The winner of the 44th Masters. In Augusta, Georgia, I'm Taylor Zarzer. We're putting a bow 
on the 2021 Masters. Hideki Matsuyama is now ranked number 14 in the world, making his climb back towards the top 10. He was ranked number two in the world four years ago. Will Zalatoris is ranked 27th in the world now. This is a guy that was outside the top 1,000 in the official world golf rankings 18 months ago and had no place to play, no status on any tour. Monday qualified for a Corn Ferry Tour event, which all of a sudden gave him an opportunity. He played well enough to get into the next week and had some status as COVID started. Once the pandemic or the restart happened, this guy has just been top-tenning it on almost a weekly basis, and he's gone from partial Corn Ferry Tour status to full tour status all over the world, including here in the United States. And he finished second in the Masters at nine under par, just one shot behind the winner, Matsuyama. And after he was done on Sunday, he had a few things to say, including saying it's an ex- the entire experience was a lifelong dream come true. Absolute dream. Um, you know, to be in this situation, I've been dreaming about it for 20 years, so... Um, I thought I did a really good job this week of just enjoying the moment, um, but not letting not letting it get to me. Um, you know, I, I think I kind of let everything soak in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then, you know, back to work on Thursday. So it was an absolute treat, and obviously to come up one short and be disappointed is motivating, but obviously very exciting. No doubt. And he said the patrons were rooting for him because he was the underdog. It was a lot of fun, obviously, hearing a lot of the patrons over the last, especially the last couple of days, um, saying my name, you know, cheering me on, um, on every single hole between every single shot. Um, it was really special. That's, you know, you, when you think of playing in this tournament, you think of the shots, but, you know, hearing the patrons rooting for you just because, you know, they know that I'm the underdog was, was really cool. This is a guy that 16 years ago went to the Masters with his dad on a Friday and watched Tiger Woods, his hero, as he was eight years old, play in the Masters. He he flew back home to San Francisco, where he lived at the time, and on Sunday night, his family went to dinner to this Italian restaurant, Vivace. And his dad asked the person uh, that was serving them, can you please turn on that television? to the masters over there. And they were saying, well, we don't really usually do that. I mean, at this time, you know, you don't have all these TVs everywhere and people weren't, I guess, as consumed with golf, at least in Italian restaurants in San Francisco. So they convinced them to turn the television on. And and Zalatoris said by the end of the, uh, after Tiger had chipped in, the whole place was going crazy. And that was his first master's experience coming home to watch that after being, at the Masters, and he has been obsessed with the event since then. He's taken notes on shots he's watched through the years and and how each putt might break and how it might react. The fact that he knew all of that by watching on television without ever going to the place and ends up finishing second is remarkable. Wise beyond his years, really fun to be around him these last few days. Second place finish for Will Zalatoris. You thought for a moment as Xander Shoffley was about to tee it up on the 16th tee, that Shoffley was going to steal this Masters away from Hideki Matsuyama. 
Shoffley had birdied four straight holes when he came to the par 3 16th before he hit it into the water. Shoffley said he kept fighting all day. I never gave up. I, uh, it was pretty, pretty wild, I'd say. Um, kind of a weird start. It almost took the edge off. Uh, kind of a, I, I knew the first through five, if you could be even par, it'd be a really good score. And I managed to you know, play five the way I did all week, which was I don't know, five over for the week maybe or, or even worse. And um, I fought hard. You know, I feel like I made it exciting there at the end. Uh, hit a really good shot there on 16. Um, I committed to it. I hit a, a perfect shot. Uh, it, we thought it was down left to right. It was not down left to right. Um, and the rest is history. It's just, it was shocking to see, though. Regardless of if it was the shot he wanted to hit and he hit it the way he wanted to, it was still shocking to see that ball trickle into the water given the position he was in at that moment. So a triple bogey on 16, a double bogey on 5, a chunked chip, second shot chip on the par 4 third that led to a bogey. I mean, that's six shots lost to par, and the guy shot even par on Sunday really had a chance ends up finishing tied for third with Jordan Spieth who's all of a sudden one of the best players in the game again Spieth tying for third another top five in the Masters after a 70 yesterday here is Jordan saying his game even though he's seen a lot of progress is still a work in progress structurally it's still not matching up where I wanted to but and I'm and I feel like I'm doing a, a significant movement to try and get there, and it's still got the old, a little bit of the old tendencies, but I get it into a better striking position with a wrist in a better place, the, the club face and the shaft plane in a lot better place, which is why I'm able to come out and, and, comp- and contend. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's still, it's, still a ways to, it's still a little ways to go. I mean, one of these days it could just – like before I, I've been saying it's not necessarily just one day going to click – but it's getting to where it could just kind of start to click and really feel that momentum, and that'll get me wanting to go out and nail it in as much as possible. So I'm hoping as the next kind of, you know, two to, you know, eight weeks go by, I can continue to move that needle forward. It's amazing when you think of this. He has played in eight Masters, and he's finished in the top three five times, including Sunday. So despite not being – exactly where he wants with his swing his confidence has gained and gained and gained since playing in Scottsdale in in late January and all of a sudden here he is in the middle of April and has been a paycheck machine and is creeping up on the top ranked players in the world again with his great play as he continues to make his way up the official world golf rankings Jordan Spieth finishes tied for third and then there's John Rahm who didn't necessarily have his best stuff the first three days, and you can understand that. He welcomed his new child, Peppa, into the world. He and his wife celebrating that eight days ago. And then he was the last man of 88 players to check in in Augusta, arriving on Wednesday. Shot even par 72 on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then on Sunday, Rom lit it up, shooting a... Sunday best, 66 in the final round, and ends up finishing tied for fifth. He talked about playing better each day. Each day I've played better golf. First three days I just couldn't get anything going, and today was the complete opposite, right? 
uh, started the way I started and that set the tone for the rest of the round. Um, yeah, I mean, it's golf. What am I going to do? I also showed up here Thursday mid-morning, hadn't hit a shot in six days. Very little sleep. Uh, to be honest, I wasn't expecting to play as good as I did early on. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say. Uh, it's what it point, is. Are, yeah. are you happy with your result? Yeah, of that? course I'm happy. I mean, it's still a top five at a major with a yeah. great round on a Sunday. Uh, if anything, it's just, and what is it now, I think, 15 straight rounds of even par or better here. Clearly, I like to play, so I play good here. Uh, it's just, you know, my year is coming up. It's uh, Let's hope it's soon. Jason Sobel, our very own uh, reporter, sneaking a question in there. Four consecutive top ten finishes in the Masters for Rom with this fifth-place finish in 2021. I said after the November Masters he was going to be my pick in this year's Masters, and I would have stuck to that had Peppa not entered the world a week ago. And, gosh, I'm so thrilled for him and his wife, Kelly, that that she did. Um, but if this guy, I guess the point is, is if this guy is going through a full routine and his game is as confident as it typically is, I think he would have really had a chance to win the, his first green jacket. And I feel that day is coming in the years to come. So those are some of the guys that finished in the top 12. In total, we had 18 players that did. And I want to go through that list now. In fact, I want to tell you who's already qualified for next year. We now have 21 past champions that could be in the field. We'll see what Angel Cabrera decides to do. Everybody would love to see Tiger Woods playing in the Masters again so we could have as many as 21. We knocked Dustin Johnson off of the five U.S. Open champions within the last five years because Oakmont will have been six years ago. So Gary Woodland, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka get in that way. So now the list is at 24. The five Open champions in the last five years. Henrik Stinson's knocked off the list for that remarkable dual victory over Phil at Troon. So Francesco Molinari and Shane Lowry get in that way. So we're at 26. The five PGA champions in the last five years. Jimmy Walker is knocked off that list. But, of course, Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, and Colin Morikawa are on it. And two of those guys, JT and Morikawa, make the list at 28. The, the three player, the players' champions within the last three years. Webb's win will be, have been more than three years ago. So Rory and Justin Thomas get in that way. It's the first way Rory gets in, so now the list is at 29. Think of this. We're going to have an Olympic gold medalist that gets into the Masters next year, a U.S. amateur champ and runner-up, the amateur champion over in the U.K., the Asia-Pacific amateur hopefully will be back, the Latin American amateur hopefully will be back, the U.S. mid-amateur will be back next year. So those are all uh, different ways that people can qualify next year for the Masters. Now, here's the last thing. Uh, groups, uh, uh, categories 13 through 19 will be decided at a later time. So here's the end of the list. The top 12 in ties from last year's Masters. Brian Harmon, Robert McIntyre, Siwoo Kim, Kevin Na, Stuart Sink again will play in the Masters next year. Webb Simpson, Tony Finau, Cameron Smith, Corey Connors, Patrick Reed, Justin Rose, Mark Leishman, John Rahm, Jordan Spieth, Xander Shoffley, Will Zalatoris, and Hideki Matsuyama 
Some of those guys had already qualified through other categories. So the list is at 44 players as we go to Harbor Town this weekend. What a week at Augusta National Golf Club. More coverage is coming up in just a moment here on Sirius XM. The 2021 Masters is in the books, and you've heard another incredible chapter close right here on Sirius XM. Decky Matiano walks around and taps it in, and he's going to win the Masters. We're breaking down all of the exciting action that happened at Augusta National with our team of Hall of Fame analysts. So, Hideki-san, Ichiban here at the Masters Championship. He's got to put a green jacket on his back, and it's just great to see him. All week long on the exclusive home of the Masters, Sirius 208, XM92, and on your Sirius XM app. Now back to the Masters Show on Sirius XM. Yes! And by holding that puck, Dave Barr ties Jack Nicklaus for second place. Arnold now. He's got a fitting climax as Arnold Palmer becomes the first golfer ever to win the Masters Championship four times. It's always a thrill to be joined by Jack Nicholas and Gary Player here at Augusta National after they've hit their honorary tee shots. Jack, I feel like we were just here. We were, weren't we? Yeah, it wasn't very long ago, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> we were here in November and we're back again and... Uh, Mr. Player, you said some really kind words, some moving words in a press conference just a moment ago about the significance of this morning to have Mr. Elder joining you out there. You know, having grown up in a segregated country, South Africa, and to my utter surprise, when I came over here in 57, the segregation that applied in this country. And um, I had the pleasure of meeting Charlie Sifford, who went through great difficulties and eventually was inducted into the Hall of Fame, which was marvellous. And Lee Elder played here for the first time at Augusta, which was very encouraging. And as I've said today, we've gone over the brink of those times now, and we must be positive with the things that we do and say, particularly athletes. Um, That's what uh, Dr. Martin Luther King would like to have seen, and Mandela as well. But... Lee Elder, prior to that, and that's why I was so thrilled to see him play here in 75, he came to South Africa and um, under great pressure from the black people in this country. And in the Cape Town airport, I was called a traitor for inviting a black man to play in a segregated society. And Lee Elder came down with his wife and he won the Nigerian Open on his way down and then he played in our PGA, played very well, and we went on to other venues and uh, went off extremely well. People gave him standing ovations, which was so wonderful to see. And his wife at that, day, at that stage was a lady called Rose. He and, uh, went to universities and raised money and did a lot of good and gave great encouragement. And one of the words that is so important in our society and lives is hope. He gave so many young black kids in the black areas hope. You know, golf was always a whitey sport, and now it's changed. Thank God it's changed. It's just wonderful to see what's transpired and gave so many young people hope to be able to play. And then obviously with Tiger Woods being a black man, being a world champion, and, uh, you know, everybody was sitting next to their TVs and seeing it. And uh, so, you know, between a man like Jack who has the greatest golf record in the world, uh, and Tiger and, and, and somebody like Lee Elder. You know, they, they, they had a very big bearing 
on the world. And today to see athletes in America, I don't know if they realize how lucky they are, making 100 million, 500 million, sums that we're not really familiar with. Whereas if you leave America, there's no place you can go in the world and get a, a million dollars for contracts other than obviously in, in soccer. Uh, that matches any sport. They make salaries. But other than that, you can't make the money that uh, we athletes make uh, in this great country. And I always put emphasis on just what a great country this is, having traveled more miles than anybody ever, to realize if you don't like it here, man, just try and go somewhere else and you get the shock of your life. Jack, what did you think the, the significance of this morning having Mr. Elder out there? Well, I thought it was very nice. I think it was a nice honor, honor Lee and uh, remember his, uh, you know, breaking the uh, uh, barrier of having the first black man to play at Augusta, and, and then uh, here we are, what, what is it, 46 years later, uh, honoring him uh, on the first tee. Uh, I think it was very nice. I think it's nice that he was remembered. I think he appreciated it, being one of the special days of his life. And uh, I think it was... Uh, it was really neat. When you crouched down and you said something to him, what did you say? Did you try to encourage him to maybe hit one? No, when we got on the tee? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know what he was going to do. And he said, no, he says he couldn't hit. And I said, that was fine. Yeah. I told him, I said, that, uh, you know, I said, I said, why don't you hit? I said, you know, uh, I don't mind being the shortest hitter, even to you. <laughs> <laughs> And I told him that. I told him if he hit it, he says he he would at least outdrive me by three yards <laughs> just by hitting it. <laughs> well, Jack and I have this conversation all the time, and obviously we've always been very competitive. But you know that I suppose it dwindles at the end. But I said, "Damn, all, Jack, you outdrove me for thirty damn years or forty years. It's my turn now." I said, "It's not going to be very long." So I said, "You know, we had we tease each other. We're the best of friends and." I love this man and his family so much. They like my family, and uh, we've had such great times in our career, traveling around the world and spending a lot of time together and being able to tease each other, you know, which is you've got to keep laughing. You can't, people take, particularly in America now, everything is so full of hatred and, and no happiness, no laughing. If you say you're a Trump fan, they hate you. If you say you're a Biden fan, they hate you. Why? You know, America's got to be unified now because you have a lot of enemies around the world that are trying to destroy you, man. You better wake up. You better be united. Well, I know you guys like to bust chops. A few years ago, you took a layer off, and Jack said, oh, you're going to take... Okay, well, then I will, too. Yeah. Uh, so it's a fun competition. And you hit a good one out there. A nice little right-to-left draw. It went out. I bet if, if it went out, if it went 180 yards, I would be very surprised. <laughs> the man's short game is still as good as I've ever seen. Oh, by the way, yeah. Don't you know, I must tell you a little story. We were in Hawaii doing a television match, and one of my well, my nephew was caddying for me, a very good player, and we were on the practice tee. And the first wedge shot, jacket went like he hit it fat. Next one, next one, third one. He comes up. He says, "Uncle Gary, this is going to be embarrassing. There's no way Jack can break 80 today." On this television show, I said, wait a bit, 66, he shot. He said, he comes to me, he says, I've seen it all. He says, I stripe it on the practice tee and shoot 76. Jack hits it like a dog and shoots 66. He says, I really learned a lot today. <laughs>
But you don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't put it in the hole on the practice team. <laughs> shadow boxer. I said, you're a great shadow boxer. <laughs> you heard that. You don't put it in the hole on the practice team. When the lights come on, as you said, Gary, nobody was better ever yeah. with the greatest major championship record. You know, when we were here in November, we were all wondering what the golf course would play like, and we were all so moved by just the condition of the course. You were talking about the new restaurants that were out there and just how neat of an experience it was. But this is the time to have the Masters, isn't it, in April? It's firm, it's fast, it's going to be 80 degrees today, Jack. Well, let's hope so. I think I hope your, your forecast for a little bit of rain, let's hope it, hope it misses. And uh, I always loved this tournament when the golf course got, got fast. And, uh, I mean, I go back and look at uh, in the early 60s, and I remember Dean Beeman, you know, our former commissioner, Dean came and played. And Dean, I, Dean was right in the – you know, top two or three players after a couple of rounds because the course was fast. And we said, Dean Beeman on this golf course? <laughs> then, I, then I think it may have rained overnight. And then, you know, then he couldn't get to anything. But, I mean, you know, uh, when this golf course is fast, then it brings in skill. It brings in the ability to, be, to play smart. Uh, and and you, you, have to, you have to land it in certain places where you can't get to a hole or can't get to a pit position. You got to play off the green so you can get the, the proper chip, or you got to get to a place where you know a ball can roll off and go into the water or something. You've got you've, you've got you got things you got to worry about. When the course gets wet, you're, you're just throwing darts, and uh, I don't like that. It's longer and it eliminates uh, it eliminates the shorter hitter. It eliminates the, it eliminates the skill that's required to play you know every club in your bag. That's well said. In conclusion, as we wrap up, Gary, what's most special about Augusta National to you? I think uh, historically it's uh, an important tournament. You've had so many, produced so many great champions. And obviously when you win here, it changes your life. And you think of a man and people that I had great admiration for, President Eisenhower, Bobby Jones, Clifford Roberts, uh, and obviously you go back to Mackenzie, who I never met for the design of the golf course. Jack has improved the golf course. You know, uh, you know. You hear about design. I still think Jack's the nicest designer around today. Uh, so you come back here, and it's it's just such marvelous memories. And you know, I always walk up Magnolia Lane with the, with the one word of gratitude. Mm. How grateful I am to a play in America for what it's done for me, what golf has done for me, and uh, to have won this championship and played in the 52 times. What an honor to be, have your health to be able to do that. So there's so many things we, we've got to be grateful for and eliminate the things and the thoughts that are bad. Well said. I love, Jack, when you came into this room in November, you looked at these pictures and you were just uh, so moved by some of these photos that you'd never seen in a building that is so impressive. What's most special to you? Well, I think that uh, I think Gary's correct. I think that the tradition of the Masters is uh, something very special. Uh, it's the youngest of your major championships, uh, yet it's uh, probably, for, for most of the world, this is probably the biggest tournament that uh, guys play. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense that it is because... You know the the Open Championship for most of the world is 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 should be the biggest, and for Americans the U.S. Open should be our biggest. Yet the Masters is what everybody talks about, 
and it's because of the great job they've done in putting on the tournament, the, 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 the things they've created, playing at the one uh, one venue every year. Uh, everybody gets to know what you you're, you have a conversation. Says, God, did you see the shot that so and so played at the sixth hole today? Everybody knows exactly what you're looking at, what you're exactly what you're talking about, and so people, the familiarity, the Masters has become something, uh, you know, very very special, and uh, uh, you know. Gary and I both had uh, a great success here. We both had uh, uh, a great history with, with, with the facility and the place and the tournament. And, and, and we just, we just love being here. The green jacket is one that just sort of, uh, it's a, you know, it's a tradition and like no, one, no other. I had a terrible experience the last time I was going back with Jack and his plane. He always kindly gives me a ride in his plane. And I'm standing there with my green jacket on and the lady comes up to me. She says, sir, could you tell me where I get the bus tickets to go downtown? Are you the driver? I said, no, no. <laughs> well, that is a hilarious story. But going back to what you said, Mr. Nicholas, the wins, the nine combined wins that the two of you have and the way that you represent this club through the years, how special it is and what you give back to it, is why it's the most special tournament in the world. We're so grateful for both of you. God bless both of you. Have a safe trip back home, and we'll see you again next April. And God God bless America. Gary Player and Jack Nicholas on Masters Radio. The Masters Show on Sirius XM. There it is. As grand as it gets. The Tiger has his slam. ago tiger woods completed the slam to have all four majors at the same time and now here we are with hideki matsuyama making history for his country and just such a masterful masterful performance especially on saturday afternoon let's listen to the highlights from the 2021 masters ball forward weight forward on the down slope Left on the 13th green, pops this up in the air, gets it on the green. Now it should start turning right on the ridge and does down toward the hole. This is actually on a really nice line. Trickling down inside six feet, inside four feet. That's going to be three feet, two feet away. That's in the leather there for Hideki Matsuyama. What a shot. His short game has been incredible this week. This is right underneath the hole. This is a tap-in. In most games, this would be good. The Masters, you have to finish it off. This for his second Bounce back birdie of the day. Only made two bogeys. Followed them both with birdies. That's very impressive, and he's back to 1,300. And the par putt from above the hole goes in for Hideki Matsuyama. That's fine. From here on out, I would encourage him to pick conservative targets and make aggressive swings. Every fairway, every green in regulation, every hole that kicks off gets him one step closer to a green jacket. Two, three, six. Four-shot lead as he gets set to play his second here at hole 15. There's a good aggressive swing. Now watching this ball work down towards the green, and that's long. Sit down, ball. Sit down. And that is a huge mistake. That landed on the down slope and kicked into the pond behind 16. Wow. Things just got very interesting. Okay. 
Matsuyama. Shoffling now within two. T-shot here. Red bud. That is an aggressive swing. That's high up to the air. That's a little bit left that lands on the green, catches the fringe, and I believe that may have found the pond. I don't think that got to the bunker. Oh, what a mistake for Xander in the water here in the penalty area at hole 16 for Shoffley. As this final pairing comes up the fairway at 18, this is normally a pretty glorious moment for the guy that's about to win. Greg, I don't know that he's feeling it just yet. No, well, he's taking his hat off, and he's, he's saluting the crowd. The crowd is getting up on their feet. They're probably about 10, 15 deep around the 18th, the patrons. And uh, he's saluting them. And look, he's got work to do. There's no question about it. He just can't relax his mind just yet and just think he's got it. He wipes the sweat off his brow a little bit and puts his hat back on. Now he puts his sunglasses on the back of his head. Now he's got to walk up there, and I don't know whether this, this ball is buried or not. I would not think so. It's not a hard bunker shot. He only has to do a chunk and run, Brian, but there's still work to be done. And now the eyes of club and country are upon Hideki Matsuyama. Two putts to win the Masters for Hideki Matsuyama from five feet. Greatest moment in his professional career. Slides the putter behind it, takes it back and through, and missed it on the left. That hurts a little bit, but it's not going to hurt for long. Hideki Matsuyama walks around and taps it in. It's a bogey, and he's going to win the Masters. A second trip to the Butler cabin for Hideki Matsuyama, this time as the champion. I can't imagine what it's going to be like. Um, what a thrill and honor it will be for me to take the green jacket back to Japan. And I'm really looking forward to it. That is Bob Turner, who is just a prince of a man, who has been representing Japanese golfers as an interpreter for over 40 years. And you can hear the emotion in his voice as he's interpreting, translating what Hideki Matsuyama was saying with emotion in his. So happy for both of them and for all of Japan to get to celebrate this victory. I'd like to thank Casey, Lee, Derek, Morgan, Virginia, Alex, Regina, Steve, the members of the club, especially Tom. I'm not going to give full names. I know they probably don't even want me to give first names, but I had to. I had to say thank you to each and every one of them for all that they have done for us. We have created such a great partnership, and we're so proud of it. And we cannot wait to be back for the 2022 Masters. Of course, in the next 360 days, we will continue to talk about the Masters here on Sirius 208 and XM92. We'll keep you updated on what the field looks like. We will talk about all the amateur events that the Masters supports, especially the Asia-Pacific Amateur and the Latin American Amateur Championship we so hope that those events will be back on the schedule, and we will certainly celebrate those. Now, what's going to happen on, this, this, on these airwaves? The LPGA show is going to be on this time next Monday night at 7 Eastern, hosted by Chantel McCabe. Can't wait for that. That's at 7 o'clock Eastern next Monday night. 
Over the years, Mercedes-Benz has patented thousands of safety innovations. They've crash-tested so many cars, they've stopped counting and built their punishing test facility in an effort to build the world's safest cars. They created crumple zones, ABS brakes, and autonomous brakes, active lane keeping assist, collision prevention assist, active parking assist, and blind spot assist. They introduced airbags, side impact airbags, side curtain airbags, seatbelt airbags, and now the first-ever rear-mounted front impact airbags. Every year, Mercedes-Benz commits immeasurable resources to the advancement of safety technology, all in the hope that you never need any of it. Safety should never take a backseat to anything. Mercedes-Benz is honored to be a global partner of the 2021 Masters. I'd also like to thank John Albanese, Gabe Ortiz, Jeremy Davis, Scott Greenstein, Steve Cohen, and everyone connected to our company that was so supportive of our efforts in broadcasting the 2021 Masters and doing this Masters show on a weekly basis. Thanks to Brian Katrick for being the voice of the Masters and the voice uh, of this show, if you will, pitching us in and out of highlights and keeping us posted on who was eligible for this event. And for Greg Norman, John McGinnis, Fred Albers, and Mark Carnivale, I'm Taylor Zarza. Remind you whether you agree or disagree, it's all for him. Congratulations to Hideki Matsuyama, Japan's first men's major champion, winning the Masters.